Good evening, and welcome to this episode of Follow Up Friday, the podcast brought to you by Equine Devil's Advocate. And yes, Friday's podcast actually brought to you on a Friday.、Mm, the gods are smiling upon us today, and actually, particularly the sun gods. And so, dear friends, because of the sun, once more a podcast. Brought to you from the picnic table, with the last of the evening Tweety Birds and Creaky Tree, although Creaky Tree is currently quiet, as it is not windy, and also currently Neighbour is quiet, but that could change. No boys' toys for the moment, and no sirens. But you know what is even more amazing is the fact that it's actually still only March. The weather, the weather, the weather. Do you know? I learnt the other day some little random fact that the weather in England is the most talked-about topic on a daily basis. Well, given how stunning it is at the moment in March, is this really any great surprise? Probably not. Now. Quickly, just to fill you in on Monday's episode that actually became Tuesday evening's episode,、uh, it did not find its way to Facebook, and we do not know why exactly. We have, of course, been in contact with the techie people, so just to let you know, all episodes from intro to now are available on our website, www. EquineDevilsAdvocate.com. Go to the podcast page and just scroll. Tuesday's episode is there, and it is available on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And yes, we do still need to attend to the YouTube thingy, that audio visual malarkey. But you know, at the end of the day, one's eyeballs. Well. Mine, in particular, seem to prefer to look at the inside of my eyelids, not actually at a screen. Possibly, it is for this very reason that there has been no correspondence this week, or probably more likely, due to another reason. The other reason, the real reason, being it was another big thought question. I know, I know. Big questions can be taxing, but please do remember, this is not a Mensa test. One does not have to have or know explicitly an answer. No, personal experience and even just some deliberation, some quiet thinking time, is really more the point. Of these questions, and by doing that, perhaps it gives you the opportunity to take a fresh look at what goes on in your personal little horsey journey. We actually seem to be accompanied by some acoustic fireworks in the background this evening. Do enjoy, even though you can't see them. You might be able to hear them. I'm not sure. Anyway, so back to the question. 
the topic was about learning by association. We do, and horses do. And by horses, I do, of course, mean ponies as well. Now, we here at Equine Devil's Advocate think this is a, an important fact to discuss and explore somewhat because it is a truth that can easily be misinterpreted or bypassed or not even recognized. By considering this small fact of life that both horse and human have the same thing in common, we share this common ground, it can actually shed light and insight into all manner of queries. How very, very helpful to us all. So, here's what I mean. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's start, perhaps, let's start with a people analogy, a human example. What could that be? Hmm. How about this? How about Granny and Grandpa? Yes. How about Granny's delicious homemade apple pie and custard? Oh, yes. Let's say you're going to spend the weekend with Granny and Grandpa and when you get to that beautiful little cottage, the first thing you notice is that divine smell of that freshly baked apple pie, nearly ready to come out of the agar. Yum. Oh, yum, yum, yum. And the taste, the thick, creamy custard that goes with it. Oh, and more, more than that, a weekend of being thoroughly Boiled and loved and cosseted. There might even be marshmallows and hot chocolate and, oh, just living that whole dream. Big, plump, goose-down duvets, thick, soft mattresses. Yeah, all these fabulous things are going to be associated with Granny and Grandpa. And you will never forget them. All through your life, you will remember. Apple pie will likely remain your comfort food, your favorite pudding, your reason to treat yourself. And so you will think the instant anyone mentions two words, granny and grandpa, Instantly, you will think of all that coziness and warmth and yumminess that will be exactly what will spring to the forefront of your mind. Because it is your reality, your experience and your association. Until, possibly, you encounter something different. So what could be different Let's go further with an analogy of different. Let's say your best friend says to you, I'm staying at Granny and Grandpa's this weekend. You instantly, your mind in apple pie heaven, will say, oh, you are so lucky. They, your friend says, no, I'm not. Granny and Grandpa 
are crofters in the Highlands of Scotland, and Granny makes us boiled sheep brains broth because it will make us grow up big and strong. We have to chop wood in the driving wind and lashing rain, and use the outhouse lavvy. Oh yeah, and Grandpa cooks baked pigs trotters for breakfast because they're his favourite. Mmm, barf. So, now you see, people, we have two associations very different from one another of the meaning of staying with Granny and Grandpa for the weekend. Neither will ever, ever be forgotten, and I don't doubt that the remaining association of a sheep in a green meadow grazing in the sunshine might make you. Morph, <laughs> cute, fluffy toy piggies in a shop window may also make you morph. <laughs> Get the picture, people. Association and experience are so intertwined, and they're actually no different for your horse. The same interconnection is there with your horse. Obviously, not staying with Granny and Grandpa, but. All the horsey equivalents. We could take something very simple, a stable, for instance, a stable that is light and spacious, with a big deep bed, plenty of hay and water, protected from wind and rain and cold. A stable becomes a lovely place to be. It is a place of peace, rest, replenishment. A place of warmth, a place to sprawl flat on the floor and sleep, and a place of safety. Or, a stable can be a place of confinement, a place to be made to stay, a place of shelter. Yes, from wind and rain and cold. But for how long? How long must the horse be made? To stay past its tolerance, perhaps, and you may see this out there, people. You may see this when you lead a horse into a stable. You will know exactly what its association with that stable is. And if leading it in doesn't tell you, leading it out later most certainly will. The same could be said of a field or turnout. It could be an interesting place to be, full of tasty foraging and space and views, and a place of company. Or it could be a place of confinement, a place to be put, a place to stay, subjected to withstand the elements and how harsh they can be. Here. We could get to wearing a rug, a thick, warm, winter, weatherproof rug. Now, perhaps that field is infinitely more tolerable. And what about with no rug? As some people say, to coin a phrase, as nature intended, natural winter coat. But just think, that is not as nature intended. You see, in nature, horses do not stay in one place. They will move. 
they will walk miles to find pockets of warmer air. Even in the cold winter, there are pockets of warmer air. They will seek higher ground or trees or dense thickets to shelter from wind and rain. They are not confined to one spot. And so, this is how horses learn by association. It's intertwined with their personal experience of something. Here's another very common one. How many times have any of you out there heard someone say, Oh, my horse is great out hacking, but hates the school, hates the arena, naps all the time, won't go in there. Personally, I have lost count of how many times I've heard that. Why? Why on earth should a horse hate the arena or school? There is no reason. There is no reason whatsoever save association. What they have experienced in that arena or that particular area, that becomes their association of the school or the arena. And it's no different from us. If you think about it, we think the same way. You could imagine yourself saying, Oh dear God, no, not that again. Not the bloody boiled sheep's brains broth. Birth. Soon as I'm old enough, I refuse to go back up to the crofts in the islands. In fact, when I'm an adult, I vow never to set foot in the highlands ever again. No, it's Barbados for me. Thank you very much. Now, of course, it would be foolish to think that associations are set in stone and cannot be changed. Of course, they can be changed because they are learnt. And new ones can be learnt. The stable can become a pleasant place to be. A transition from a place of confinement, of a stark, poorly bedded one, a cold one. Equally, it can go the other way around. The field can become a place of relaxation, of space, with the help of a warm winter rug or a fly sheet in the summer, for that matter. The arena can become a place for feel-good factor in the work that the horse does in there. But, a little caveat here, people. Take note. Take note of the why. Because, although I've used analogies that go from perhaps extremes, one end of the spectrum to the other one from pleasure and the other to distress and displeasure but there are many many real scenarios along that line of what's the word I'm looking for um, life I suppose little intricate associations that happen throughout a journey that are not as extreme as the perfect and the awful. But they are so, so important and they can teach us and show us so very much. 
So I'll, I'll give you an example. Now, this is something that came to my attention quite recently, actually. It is a, uh, it's a description of a visual demonstration, shall we say. We have a trainer, a natural horsemanship rehabilitation trainer, working with a horse. A horse that was described to have been problematic for the owners, I believe. It's actually a horse that was afraid of woodland and trees and had, in fact, bolted out of woodland and trees. Now, in this demonstration of working with this horse, rehabilitating it, to coin a phrase, gaining its respect, there was a lot of mm, reinforcement. Yup. There was a lot of driving forward, moving the feet. Now, I need to make this clear. This is not about people bashing at all. This is just a real life, everyday occurrence. And... A scenario to consider. So, this lady, this trainer in question, explained as she was going through this process how it was that the horse was afraid of the woods at the back of the round pen. So, whilst he had completed his work in the round pen, it was necessary to take him to that wooded area as he needed to be further worked in that area and above all to pay attention to his trainer if not all holy hell would break loose to coin her expression he would really be put to work and so this work was demonstrated lots of body language lots of leadership and pretty much a lot of holy hell uh, plenty of moving of the feet all beside the wooded area in which he was afraid to go. Here's the caveat, people. Why was he afraid? Was that of any consequence to anyone watching or listening? Or was it totally irrelevant? Not even worthy of a mention, let alone discussing no semblance of curiosity as to why yet the answer was there blindingly alarmingly obvious this horse had on the front of his chest a significantly large warty plaque growth it was not a sarcoid but it was a plaque Whenever this horse got close to the trees and got anxious, he bit at the front of his chest. He bit at that warty plank time and time and time again. Did anyone, anyone think to mention it? Did anyone seem to notice it, comment on it, ask the question, why? Why by the trees? and nowhere else the answer they did not now here people is where life sometimes can be a bit challenging because as an onlooker one has to find 
a way of dealing with some sadness, definitely some frustration, and some annoyance to a degree. One has to put those aside and hopefully find a way to help that horse get his point across. Because in doing so, there is a much better outcome. It gets him to the genuine help he needed and the help that he sought and above all was trying to show. It was not the trees. It was what lived in the trees. Flies. That warty, plaque-like growth was a magnet for flies. For him, it was like wearing a target, saying, come get me, come maul me, come attack my chest right here. And being in those trees, that is exactly what would happen. You see, his association with trees and his experience of being in those trees, or any trees for that matter, was his truth. That plaque was caused by flies and mauled by flies. The trees, the very thing of which he was fearful of, and rightly so, was not the issue. What lived in the trees was the issue. And so, this is a a caution, a thought for you all out there. In the horse world, there is no need to stay rigid and follow the regime of the norm, dare I say it, and allow yourself to become the trainer, the blind trainer, blinded by, in this particular case, this lady's association with the need for leadership in the human and the disrespect of humans from a horse, blinded by it. Whatever technique you favour, it doesn't matter, but for the sake of these amazing intelligent creatures from whom we are not so very different, and also for the sake of yourself, do not become that blind person, that person with all the answers who does not see and refuses to listen. So, on that weighty note, please do join us here this coming Monday for the final return of Captain Adam. Yes, it is his last appearance. A little taster for you. So, thank you for joining us today on Follow-Up Friday. And we do hope you all have a great weekend with lots of sunshine. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please do take care. And we will, of course, speak soon.